Reading now from the third chapter of Proverbs. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and abundant welfare they will give you. Do not let loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you may find favor and good repute in the sight of God and of people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be a healing for your flesh and a refreshment for your body. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My child, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves the one he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's alarming how differently people read Scripture. Some would read these verses, a couple that I've just read. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine and think they've cracked a code. If you want to be rich, then honor the Lord with your wealth and God has to bless you. Their preachers will tell you that if you'll give to a ministry, well, they're more specific than that. If you'll give to their ministry, then you will be blessed. God has no choice but to fill your barns because the promise is right there in Proverbs. A simple if-then causal relationship. I don't believe that's how that works. If I did, it would be easier to convince you to give more. I could hold out the promise of material blessing if you'd just hold out the contents of your wallet. (laughs) But the thing is, I've known plenty of people who gave faithfully and did not end up with full barns. And I've known even more people who did not give the first fruits of their wealth and ended up materially wealthy. To me, there must be a different conclusion to draw. It's more complicated than if then. Our motivation in giving is not to force God to bless us by filling our barns, but to honor God for how we have already been blessed. We have some fruit. And to honor God for how we are being blessed, there is more yet to harvest. And to show God we trust God that we will continue to be blessed. The fields keep producing. We may not have barns that are filled to capacity. But our cupboards do have a sufficient amount to keep us going. My family's cupboards are doing all right right now, I'm grateful to say. Of course, I'm saying that before our kids have started college. We do have that on our minds well as weddings and retirement, all those things people try to save up for. 
College is particularly on our minds these days, given the age of our children, what I'm learning about the cost of college by serving on the Wofford Board of Trustees. I go to these meetings and I listen carefully when they start talking about comprehensive fees. And then I listen even more carefully when they start talking about financial aid packages. Sally and I received help to go to Wofford, and we received a great deal more in terms of life preparation. And we've tried to acknowledge that with annual gifts back. Our gifts have never been substantial enough to put us on their list of potential major donor trustees. But Wofford is required to have some clergy on their board. (laughs) And I'm qualified for that. I don't expect that they thought we would exponentially grow our contributions once I got on the board, but they did ask us to give generously as leaders of the college, and Sally and I discussed it, and we decided we'd give more than we had been. And you know what that got us? Besides a couple stickers for our cars, it got us more interested in Wofford. I read pretty much every word that comes out of Wofford's publications these days. And I pay attention to what Wofford is doing. And I'm increasingly impressed by the students and the faculty. And the more I learn, the more pleased I am with our growing investment. When you contribute to something, you feel connected to it. You care what happens and how it happens. And with whom it happens. You want to be part of it. You listen to what you're giving to and how it is making a difference. And how your gifts are ultimately part of some greater good. You realize you get to be part of that. Listen to what you get to be part of. You know, on Children's Sabbath, a few weeks ago, we gave our third graders Bibles and a day or two after that, I got a, a message saying that one of those third graders took the Bible with her to lunch that day. And then after lunch, they went to their house and she found all her baby Bibles and all her little girl Bibles and she gave them to her younger sister because she had a big girl Bible now, which she put at her bedside table. A few days later, I received a photograph in an email, a child with a blanket over his head. He was asleep but his finger was laid in the place in the Bible that he had read as he fell asleep. And you know what happens to these young readers as they grow in their faith? What happens as a result of your investment in them? Well, they become teenagers. Which can mean all sorts of things. But around here, at least last week, it meant two of those teenagers stood in front of our congregation and said how their faith is developing and what they're learning and experiencing of God and how you have poured yourselves into them and that's led them to pour themselves into others. They witnessed to their faith that you have helped nurture. Did you know that we have current high school students who received their third grade Bibles here who are now teaching the middle school Sunday school classes? Did you know that we had more people on the mission trip to Costa Rica under age 22 than we had over age 22 this year? Did you know that you, this church, has saturated Florence District 1 so well, so thoroughly, with beds 
And when another church contacted us to want to be part of our ministry, St. Luke Lutheran, we said we are glad to partner with you, but we have this district covered. And so their book beds are headed over to Timmonsville. Now. Did you know that yesterday a group of people from this church were in the parking lot on the east side of town serving a hot, delicious meal to people who were hungry? And then many of those stayed on and handed out socks and blankets and toiletries and whatever needs they could provide for. This I found interesting. Did you know that more people give blood through Central Church than any other church in the PD? Did you know that in addition to repairing homes this Christmas as part of Santa Hatchie, those teenagers and adults will build a brand new home in four days' time? Did you know that in addition to people who look like me, our preschool ministers to families of African, Chinese, Japanese, Portuguese, Taiwanese, Indian, and multicultural backgrounds. Did you know that those children have a weekly faith lesson with Jody Parker? And once a month, Derek or I spend some time with them. And those families are invited to be part of Central's ministries. Did you know that I could spend the next hour offering a whole lot more did you knows and we still wouldn't cover the breadth of our ministries around here? The meaningful ministry that your time and your talent and your money make possible. Even if I did keep going, whichever examples I chose, the balance would be like what you've just heard. A constant pouring in and pouring out. An internal investment to grow the ministries, the disciples of those we have among us, that they would become external disciples expressing their faith. We, you, this church, is doing what we can to help people know Jesus so they can honor Him by following Him in their daily lives. And I firmly believe that that is an investment worth investing in. And I am grateful that my family and I and you all get to join together in making those investments. Everything I have ever invested in has cost me, and in increasing amounts, Wofford, mutual funds, the church, our house, our kids, my wife. <laughs> and pretty much everything, definitely everything on that list, has returned a much greater benefit than what I have put into it. My true net worth, my true net worth, is far greater because of what I have invested in on that list, including this church. Obviously, my life would be different without Central. Every single day of my life would be different without Central. It would mostly be worse without Central. But it's not just those of us who are paid to be part of this ministry who benefit. If you have ever invested yourself in any way, then you would be diminished without Central's ministries. Not only would you be personally diminished by what you would no longer be able to receive, but you would also be diminished knowing that what we have been doing for others is no longer available to them. You would be less satisfied because you want to be part of something bigger than you, something that serves our community, 
something that honors the Lord. And if you are part of this church, then you are part of something bigger than you. Something that serves our community. Something that honors our Lord. When you honor the Lord with your substance, your wealth, the first fruits of your produce, what you are saying to God is, God, I know you have provided me with what I needed to create this money. And I know you aren't going to stop providing me with what I need for life. So I want to show you my faith. My faith in your ongoing graciousness. And respond graciously so that I can honor you with what you care about. Preschoolers receiving a welcome. Third graders receiving the Bible and the story of Jesus and his love. High school students teaching middle school students how to love Jesus. People of all ages reaching out to those to whom Jesus reached out. Giving to God is not about forcing God to bless you. It's about acknowledging that God has blessed you and that you trust that God will continue to bless you and that you recognize that God tells us that when we are blessed, we are blessed to be a blessing. It's a sign of something, that we're part of something that's good and an attempt to honor God for it. Thanks be to our generous God and to you. Amen.